0: you are now tuning into the the in-the-pocket edition of the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, also known as GEM. This in-the-pocket edition is presented by SportsCenter Bar & Grill. SportsCenter Bar & Grill is located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and has been named the Sioux's Best Sports Bar for five years in a row. Count them, five years in a row. Also named the Sioux's Best Wings for two years in a row. Head on down to SportsCenter today to enjoy many delicious menu options, in-house or for takeout. In particular, highlight Mondays and Wednesdays, so you can have the pleasure to enjoy 75 cent wings from the best in town sports center is the original home to the game sports show since 2015 a true member of the family and with the atmosphere sports center brings there is no better spot to enjoy the game or time with friends the game sports show sends a cheers and a salute to the sioux's best sports bar yo and booyah welcome back to the in the pocket segment dave can't make it with this again this week unfortunately so again i am your host and dear friend for this week uh, well, friend, for this week and hopefully more. But I am your host this week again, EJ Russell. Uh, some of you know me from my Hot Seat podcast in the Monday Night edition of the Game Sports Show on ESPN 1400 in Sault Saint Marie. Uh, the In the Pocket segment is sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Uh, it's the Sioux's best sports bar five years in a row, two years in a row. Best wings. Make sure you get down to check them out. All kinds of tap beer specials. It's the best place to catch. Any game in Sioux St. Marie Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sioux's Best Sports Bar, five years in a row, two years in a row, best wings. The In the Pocket segment is also sponsored by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Check out the tap room at Northern Superior Brewing. Find them on social media, Facebook and Instagram, as well as their website, northernsuperior.org. Northern Superior Brewing Company, where they are superior and it's a northern thing. Again, I am E.J. Russell, special guest hosting in place of Dave McKeg. Dave, we miss you. Can't wait to have you back. Uh, but this is going to be a little bit more intimate episode because this week it's one-on-one. And it's two people that are fans of teams from outside the area, as everyone knows from this show. Of course, I am a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. But with me is a fan of another great organization, one that's had one of the best quarterbacks in history. Probably my favorite punter in the history of the NFL. Uh, with us this week is Colts superfan and co-host of the In the Pocket segment, Justin Heichel. What's going on, buddy?
1: Yeah, hey, What's going on, pal? Good, uh, good to talk to you again. Uh, it's nice uh, nice coming off a win this week. I'm, uh, I'm on the up and up. Things are going great right now.
0: Yeah, Colts came out. and I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I don't think I had them winning that game. So that was nice to see him come out and, and get a win. How did it feel to get out there and, and see Carson Wentz playing a little bit?
1: To be honest, I was I was a negative Nancy for a little while, and then uh, <clears throat> they started to frustrate Jacoby a little bit, and uh, things uh, things started going our way. Uh, defense looked okay, and they uh, to be honest, after I bitched about not uh, feeding Jonathan Taylor the ball, they uh, started to work the run game a little bit last weekend, and man, apparently that opens up the pass game. Who knew? Crazy well, and stuff. and one of the
0: things one of the things the Colts did so successfully last year, and what were they a ten and seventy or excuse me ten and sixteen last year. They were a good football team. Um, when Jonathan Taylor had good games running the football, it really did open things up for Phillip Rivers and the Colts last year. Yes, you do have Carson Wentz coming in, but this week he didn't throw any interceptions. He was a little bit mobile, 228 yards, two touchdowns. He did what the team needed him do to win. He got those two scores. Taylor got his. Um, and when that happens, the, the Colts are difficult to beat, even against uh, what we'll say is a semi-depleted Dolphins team, missing starting quarterback Tua Viola. Um, which is tough for them. Um, but what were the highlights of the Colts' defense here? Was it their ability to stop the Dolphins, or did the Dolphins just not play a good game?
1: I, I think they frustrated them early, and, and then therein lied them not playing a good game. Uh, I think once they got Jacoby on the ground a couple times, they couldn't really complete a lot of passes. And the Dolphins' run game this year is just <laughs> Ugly. I I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I'm a Miles Gaskin fantasy owner, so that I figured he was. You know, I was kind of hoping for like a Brian Westbrook-esque kind of thing out of him, and boy, was I wrong. Like, good comparison. On well, I was hoping. I mean, I don't know if it's a good comparison. I feel bad for Brian Westbrook and putting him in that sentence. To be honest.
0: Yeah, he's he's mad at you for comparing him in that way now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if that's the case. Ever- <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's what I hope. That's what I was hoping. For. So uh, the, to, was the, Tua, you know, running the offense versus Jacoby? I knew, I know what you're getting with Jacoby, and that's it. That's what you got. He can manage a game, but he's not going to win it and he probably he'll lose it for you. Well, let, let's move
0: on past it. There's two of the games I want to touch on. Um, and then talk about a couple of storylines real quick. Um, Chargers Raiders was that not one of the best matchups of this week? The Chargers came out and looked very very good in that game. Vegas is a team that was playing extremely well this year. I don't believe the Raiders had lost a game going into that. Third. Yeah, they're three and one at this
1: point. Yeah, they were three and zero going into that game. That's uh I, I, First, the jerseys. Let's like let's touch on the jerseys from that Monday Nighter because both of them were unreal, like the, the uniforms out of out of this world like the chargers uni watch 2021 those are i don't know i'm i'm kind of on the hype train right now big time
0: i i dig those raiders unis where they they bust out the silver numbers i do love those um but those chargers uniforms were like a uh a current classic if if that's the best way to say it that they're new refurbished retro look but i think the charges look sharp in those cars i've always loved the white helmets i didn't like when uh drew Brees and lt were running it with the the navy the helmets navy. with the white yeah, yeah i didn't care for those
1: i mean uh you know what though doug flutie i'm a big doug flutie, fan, doug flutie. So. <laughs> crazy though i saw a picture the other day and i i always assumed like i thought maybe the three of them were on the same roster at one time but i could never confirm it doug flutie drew Brees, and philip rivers were all in that quarterback room at one time
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's true. I buy that. I I, sell, I smell what you're stepping in there.
1: Could, but could you just, imagine? And like Marty Schottenheimer, I believe, was the coach. Could you imagine yes. those conversations? How not, do say, you, like, not to get off topic, but that's can, uh, that's. can you
0: imagine being the third stringer on that team? Like, sitting there just be like, I'm better than this.
1: And they all are right. Well, I mean, like, that's, that's what they ended up with after the Ryan Leaf debacle like yeah, they they did okay. Yeah, the
0: the Ryan Leaf situation didn't work out great for him. But but let's talk about this week. Yeah. The Chargers Raiders um Justin Herbert looks like he he could be an MVP this year. Uh, what is it about the Chargers game for you that that brings them to beat a team like the Raiders who again were 3 and 0 going into that game playing good football?
1: I I Justin Herbert just seems to will the team to win. Like, I don't, it's tough to, the Raiders were sound. I didn't, I didn't really have an issue with the Raiders game. And they threw a couple, like that, the pick there. But other than that, I mean, the Chargers, they just outgunned them, to be completely honest. I mean, just the way I think Justin Herbert sees the field is, yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to be good, man. I think, I don't want to say he's going to be like a, a superstar, like one of the, you know, like anoint them a hall of famer right now, but I think he's, he's definitely on the up and up. He's going to be better than Philip Rivers was for the chargers. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, and I, I think that two pieces that, you know, one for obvious reasons, Austin Eckler coming out, putting down hundred yards and a touchdown in, in that performance when he plays, uh, you know, I'm the one that always believes in a running game, especially with what we got going on in Cleveland with our two headed monster uh, running game opens up the pass, but Joey Bosa quiet night, only one tackle, but guess what? It was a sack. Derwin James was flying around back there, six total tackles, three solo tackles. Um, When you get a defensive performance from them against the kind of offense that the Raiders possess, you know, I was talking to my buddy uh, Hendo earlier, and we were saying that Hunter Renfro might be the best defensive wide receiver, you know, anyone's ever seen. If there's a close play, he's out there hitting somebody. If it's interception, he's out there making the tackle. Um, But then you got Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the league and an incredible story out there who has the ability to get above anyone. You just high point the football. There he goes in the end zone. Um, Chargers defensive performance was incredible.
1: Uh, yeah, I think like they're, they're a complete team right now. I mean, are they, are they top of that division now? Cause I mean, the Raiders were three and zero, but then they beat the Raiders. And I think those teams are both three and one now.
0: I'm looking at the standings right now. And the chargers are
1: I can read. they are sitting at top the division at three and one. So I mean like that's bananas. I mean we're going into week five, but if you would have asked us a month ago,
0: no, if, if I would have told you at this point in the division that the Chiefs were the worst team in their division, would you believe that? They're sitting at two and two Denver, Vegas and the Chargers all sitting at three and one.
1: The, the Colts are one win away from the rec, same record as the Chiefs. Yeah
0: that's that's scary to think
1: of that's bananas. So, what though that's a testament really i mean we've been saying this for a while how close this league has been getting the last couple of years i mean like the detroit baltimore if the lions just didn't there's the I, I the niners talk,
0: game two for them yeah so the, the 49ers game two. well you know
1: maybe one possession away from being there like they're right there the jets last weekend against the titans I mean, don't get me wrong, I love to see that. I love to see the Titans kind of getting hammered. Which there. is the
0: other game I wanted to bring up. So I'm glad you're well, talking that's about the
1: it. perfect segue that was totally unplanned for. And here we go. Uh but really though know, I I totally tuned out of that. That burned all my pro line tickets to the count. It was the filler game that I put in. It's like, wow, I don't I don't really need the extra one point three on this ticket, but hey, why not? I'll throw the Titans in and it's gone all the dollars out the window because of the Tennessee Titans
0: so did the the Jets win that game or did the Titans blow it that that's kind of the big question here because Jets coming out in overtime getting that field goal to to win the game did the Titans blow it or did the Jets win it
1: you know what because I like a good story I'm gonna say that the Jets won it I want that feel-good story that the Jets came back they pulled together as a team, and they did it. And I really think, to be honest, not to jump ahead a little bit, but they've got a chance to steal one this weekend in Atlanta over in Europe. What are they in? Uh, what stadium? London. They're uh, Tottenham. Or usually London. Yeah, they're yeah, in they're London. Tottenham. I thought maybe they'd be at Wembley, but they're not. I think there's, like, Premier League and stuff going on now, so they probably don't want the NFL players messing yeah, wrong up. wrong
0: football. Game.
1: Football? Football, <laughs> like, the, like the Mr. Burns catch-up, right. <laughs> Not,
0: not yeah. to get off track or anything. <laughs> but that's, that's good no, so but I just, I, 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 I'll I, say this. I agree with you. I think you're right. You go into that, that game and you look at the breakdown of the scoring. You know, the first nine points in that game, three field goals by the Titans. And then Jets come back, put 10 on the board. Tennessee puts another score. Jets get two. And the Titans get there and find a way to get one at the end of the game. For the Jets to come out and get the stops needed to get the ball back and kick that field goal to win the game, Jets win that football game. Titans kind of still blow it, but they came back strong at the end, and the Jets overcome that adversity. This might be a good starting point for the Jets to kind of get their season going.
1: But crazy, crazy stat here, given how bad the Jets have been this year, the Jets' defense is ranked 13th in the NFL right now. So, no, they're the, not a bad
0: team, and and Robert Sala is doing a lot of the things necessary to help improve the team. But that that is a very telling statistic to point out, and I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Uh, I just I I was shocked by it. I I knew their defense was helping them, but it's a top fifteen is uh, given their record. That's a that's a pretty. I'd be putting that on the, that's locker room material right there. And and really, I mean, the Jets to me are a running game away from probably being a little more competitive. I just don't think Wilson's got the time back there. They've got the receivers. Like I, I really think their passing game could be pretty unreal, but I just, I don't think he's got the time yet. And I don't, I don't think he's totally comfortable in, the speed of the NFL game yet. He's still, he's still adjusting. I mean, what is he four games in to the NFL? And
0: yeah, he's, he's four games in. Um, So we'll, we'll see what the jets end up doing. So we'll kind of, we'll, we'll end recapping last week on that. I do want to talk about two other headlines that are worthy of conversation. Um, And obviously the first one I'd like to talk about is urban Meyer and the situation of what's going on in Jacksonville. If, if you're not aware um, and you're listening to this podcast, boy, you should be. Urban Meyer, after loss, um, is back in his place in Columbus, in his restaurant, and some cute little things dancing all up on him, and he gets caught on video, um, <laughs> and, and his hand may have been um, not frowning away from the situation, or shying away from the situation, if I can say that. Um, ends up apologizing to his team, his family, uh, Jaguars owner, Shad Khan, not pleased uh, with what's going on, says Urban Meyer needs to earn the team's trust back. Heichel, give us a comment on this because this is a pretty funny situation and kind of convenient timing.
1: Well, number one, what was going on in Ohio last weekend? Like, they played in Cincy and then he just stayed. I know, I think the story is he stayed to clear his head after the game, but that's obviously... He was
0: supposed to be going,
1: he was supposed to be
0: doing dinner with his family, I believe is the story that I read.
1: Yeah, well, they, they dinner with a family for sure. That's, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, and some uh, little
0: thing maybe trying to start a family.
1: <laughs> like I was, I was cruising the Twitterverse, and I mean, his like his wife was even getting in on the chirping, like she was liking people's comments and a couple different memes. Oh, Shelly Meyer is ruthless. Like that's, but I guess you have to be. You got to be thick-skinned to be uh the wife of a college football you know guy I don't icon I'm not a figure urban Meyer fan, so I'm not really I don't know I, but i I like this i i I like to be like a side show. I like this egg on the face, kind of a shit show going on, but it's like an innocent shit show. you know what I mean It's not like it's not like someone got hurt or. Like, you know, the Richard Sermon nonsense in the summer, like that kind of stuff. This is like a wholesome shit show. Urban Meyer just got drunk and lost. Like an old man disappeared in a bar, didn't know where he was, and ended up getting all creepy and handsy. Well,
0: and some of the pictures look like he might not have known where he was, but...
1: Um, I, guess, I guess as I like, said that out, it's not really like wholesome or anything. It is pretty creepy.
0: <laughs> I, it's, you know what? It's not creepy. It, you,
1: that's a man being
0: a man and being drunk and making a bad decision, which every person's made a bad decision in their life. And that's Hold not act like we're all infallible here, but it's oh. a, it's especially bad look for urban Meyer because of the kind of culture that he has tried to um, instill in his players and in his locker room, which is don't be a distraction. He's always tried to bang that drum as long as he's been around. And then what does he go out and do? He makes the same mistakes. Like he said, Trevor Lawrence was going out, Um, I believe his first bachelor party, they were all going out to Vegas. He says, just make sure you make good choices. And then Urban Meyer goes out now and he does this, not making good choices.
1: Um, Do you you think maybe he was so wasted? He thought he was drinking with Trevor Lawrence.
0: That I actually saw that meme. My buddy sent it to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Urban Meyer thinks he's hanging out with Trevor Lawrence. Um, You know, he could have been just drunk enough that that's, that he thought that. And if he did, that's still kind of shameful, but uh, yeah,
1: further questions to that after that if that's like i mean but like...
0: it, it makes you wonder the way that you you look at justin fields <laughs> 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 no but i mean just to go out and be that kind of distraction in in an environment right now where everybody in the world is not going to be surprised to see you make this kind of mistake because that usc jobs open people are going to ask questions you cannot, 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 cannot make that mistake at this time because now your entire fan base, half of them, by the way, are there in Jacksonville for the world's largest cocktail party when Georgia plays Florida every year. Uh, by the way, Urban Meyer won a national championship and had a couple of really good players down there and won murder. Um, but the, the man is a legend in that area, and for him to do that immediately, those fans are going to think he's looking to get back into the college game. I, me as a guy that had him for my ohio state buckeyes i don't want to see him go run to usc i don't want to see him bring a title there but if he did that's three national championships at three different universities and that's a hell of a ticket to have punched on your resume um bad bad look bad 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 look for urban meyer timing's very poor
1: i mean like some guys are just college coaches that's just they're good at it i mean like look nick saban showed that and it, Belichick wouldn't last in
0: college three minutes. I don't know about that. Belichick's system, I believe, can work anywhere. Nick Saban, I won't say was terrible as a pro because as a defensive coordinator for the Browns in the 90s, he was very good. Um, he wasn't a bad coach in Miami, he wasn't a good one. Uh, but I just, just ex- ex- exemplary, exemplary is a
1: college coach. Just some guys are they got the college game mastered and that's it. You know, they don't it doesn't translate to the NFL. And I think this right. is kind of what he is in Jacksonville right now. I I don't I don't want to say he's got like a he's got like a base template and he tries to apply it and I think right now his base template just doesn't apply. Like he can't he doesn't know how to go back to square one. It almost seems like to me. Like if Trevor Lawrence would be better off kind of just doing his own thing.
0: Well, and the other thing that, that you know fans uh, non-fans of urban meyer might want to bring up is you know florida ohio state now jacksonville everywhere he's gone there's a little bit of controversy and he can't just keep it all straight you know it is is that an urban meyer thing is that a culture thing because there there seems to be something that always goes a little bit off the rails um allegedly in one way or another um, from a lot of people's point of views uh when urban meyer is a coach for your team so is that part of the problem? Is Urban Meyer the problem? Is he gonna be the first coach to lose his job?
1: Uh, yeah. that's a tough one. Like I don't, I don't know if like Sean Conn wants to come out and just lay the hammer down and kind of show that he's, you know, he's serious. He's the owner. He wants to win. He doesn't want to f- screw around. But I don't. There's going to be a disaster somewhere else that just takes away from that. I mean, losing in Jacksonville is still so status quo that I think Urban Meyer's got a longer leash. It's shorter now after these incidents, but I still think that he's got
0: got a leash on him now.
1: Yeah. I, I still think he's got like eight or nine games, you know, before they bury him, and he's got to lose them. They were competitive last week. So, okay, if they... They come out this week and they beat Atlanta. I I don't know. I think that buys them a lot of safety.
0: Now, that is a perfect choice of word, uh, safety, because I want to talk about somebody on the defensive side of the football who's just been dealt. Um, the Patriots trading all-pro Stefan Gilmore to the Carolina Panthers. Um, Hike, what do you know so far? What are your first thoughts on this trade? This just happening uh today
1: well I initially like i think when they said to patriots like this morning they said they were going to release him, and then at lunchtime him and Devonte adams were loving it up on twitter and yeah it was supposed was like, to be waived and i was like oh all right well i mean that's pretty good for the packers and then i think um didn't the packers take uh, get jalen smith from the cowboys later today as well
0: yeah i thought no. there was other movement but I, i'm not too hype on or er, keen on that one yet i'm not
1: too no, just uh, Packers or whatever. And but no, I like, to trade him to Carolina. I don't know if that's Belichick just saying screw you. He didn't want to sign here, so I'm not going to let you go play with your friends. But like, it's a bonus for Carolina. Carolina's already a pretty dangerous team, and now to add Gilmore, who's probably going to be playing angry. Or for a contract, yeah, I think it's it's beneficial for both parties. I mean, he shows up on a and, team that's and be in the playoffs. Y-
0: You just hit it dead on the money, and that's part of the reason, I believe, as to why the Patriots dealt him. Stephon Gilmore was looking for a contract extension. Many know that, Um, and I I guess things just weren't going the way they're supposed to. And with him um, on the sidelines with an injury due to come back uh, was, I believe, next week or in in a couple weeks he'll be back in play off the injury list. Um, He's going to be playing for a contract, and he's going to be on a team that is in a situation where they might be able to get to the playoffs. So he might actually be getting out of um, a situation in New England where they are not. They don't look like they're going to win a lot of games this year. They don't look like they're going to be a playoff team this year. I mean, Belichick, as the head coach, can come out and prove everyone wrong. And, of course, I'd be happy to shut my mouth and be proven wrong by him. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. But Stephon Gilmore getting a chance to go to the Carolina Panthers, I think that's great for him. I, I'm not 100%. About his fit in that scheme, but he's such a talented, disciplined player that I think he will figure it out absolutely no problem. Um, absolutely great trade for the Carolina Panthers. Didn't have to give up a ton to get him. Um, they, they sent him to the Carolina Panthers for a 2023 sixth round pick. Um, and this is the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, first team all pro twice and a pro bowler four times. So Carolina, I, I think, getting a steal of a deal on that. Um, And if things go well, maybe Carolina decides that they want to step up to the plate and and pay him. It'd be sure nice to get a great defensive mind back there since having lost Luke Kuechly a few years ago to retirement.
1: Well, I mean, what's to say that Carolina just doesn't flip him once he gets healthy? You only gave up a six for him. And once he's healthy, you showcase him for a game or two and flip him before the trade deadline. You can probably get a fourth. No, and, and if he fits if he fits in and he's playing good, then what, you know what I mean. It's nothing really lost either. You bonus to players. I, I think it'd be really hard,
0: <clears throat> excuse me, to flip a guy that you just got flipped from midseason. I, I just don't think that that's going to be the case.
1: No, I I, I know I, I I get too hyped sometimes with trades. And it's, it's an like interesting scheme. thought though. It just it I know like football just doesn't work like hockey though. Like schemes are a little midseason trades like blockbusters in the NFL just are barely. Barely ever a thing to begin with, so so I don't know. I it's it, good to see well, the movement today. It's awesome for Carolina.
0: Well, let's go and, into this. Let or go ahead. I'll let you finish.
1: I was gonna say, like you said, like it just gets them a, another mind back there after losing Luke keekley You get a, another All Pro mind back there, and it helps develop your young talent.
0: Yes. Yeah, so let's go into something. I know you said you know you don't know what you don't know there. Well, let's talk about something you do know, and let's go into our pro football pick em. And we're about a half hour to the show. We're getting here a little bit early, but normally uh, we just go and roll through our picks, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. We'll go on the fly here. But, Hike, let's get an update as to the standings because uh, he's not here to defend himself, but I believe that somebody um, ha- has moved in the standings, and I'm curious to see what 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 are the outcome. Where's everybody looking after this week in the pick em?
1: All right, well, uh, let's uh, get the drum roll here. There has been some movement. Um, so, Mayfield of Dreams has moved into first place with uh, 45 points. The uh, Gem Prize 13 is uh, dropped down to second place with 42 points, with the 12 points still to be debated. Uh, I will, uh, I'll take third, which I think I've pretty well been chilling there most of he, the year. He can, he can have his 12 points now that I'm back in the lead. He can have those. Okay. Now. We're not, we're not disputing that anymore. Uh, and then, uh, Tyler, Tyler's, uh, coming up in fourth place with 35. So we're, we're all, we're within 10 points of each other. Uh, you're starting to run away though. I mean, you, uh, week one, 10 points, week two, 11 points. And then you got back to back 12s getting crazy
0: i told if we were betting any amount of money on this though half of my picks wouldn't be hitting um so let's get into this week's picks i'm happy to take the lead i will stop contesting dave's 12 points i said i would stop contesting once i took over first place and so now i have that i will continue to stay here this is the one piece of the show that i will continue to talk trash about all year as long as i am on top um once i go down i'll continue to talk trash until i get back to the top so it's just going to go on all year um, but since this week, it's just you and I, Justin and Tyler, Dave, neither of them are here to justify their picks. Instead of just running down the list, we we can talk about each game. If you want to, you can just make your pick. If you want something to say, you can
1: say it, but we'll go
0: game by game. Uh, you'll give us your pick. Then I'll give you mine and we'll just go down the
1: list. How's that sound? Beauty works for me.
0: All right. So first game this week, we have Rams at Seattle. Uh, who do you got there?
1: I'm taking the Rams. I've got such a crush on Matt Stafford that and him and Sean McVay together. It just looks like they're having so much fun. And I mean, Russell Wilson's MVP, uh, run is pretty well over now. It's October. So I think, uh, the Rams win this one handily and take a pretty, pretty solid point or a win in the division.
0: I also have the Rams here. um, I think that they're too good of a team. The Seahawks just don't look like the Seahawks of old. Um, the Rams coming off a tough performance against what looks like might be the best team in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals this year. Um, I, I think that Matt Stafford um, and Sean McVay and the crew, Cooper Cup, all those guys, I think they found a great way to bounce back and beat the Seahawks. Um, I have the Rams there as well. We'll move down to Jets and Atlanta. I'll keep my answer short, sweet, and to the point here. Atlanta, straight up. I just don't like the New York Jets. I don't trust them. I don't trust the organization.
1: I'm taking the Jets. Ooh!
0: Taking the Jets. Okay, so if the Jets are going to win this game, why? Who's the reason they're going
1: to win? It's just because they're going to be more prepared. I think they've got better coaching. I think he's going to have them prepared to play a 9 a.m. game overseas. I think Atlanta's been here before, done these overseas in London games, and I think they're just treating this like gonna treat this like a vacation. I I think the Jets come out. I think they played them hard, and I think the Jets probably win by at least a touchdown.
0: And before we move on past this game, fantasy owners, listen to what he just said, Hike. What time's that game on Sunday? 9 a.m. Okay, make sure you're paying attention, guys and gals, because. Uh, if you don't set your lineups before 10 a.m. like a goofball, um, you're gonna be sorry. Okay, make sure you get in there early, get get your lineup set. Uh, 10 a.m. is gonna be too late. So, moving on down, we have Green Bay Packers um, at Paul Brown Stadium playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Hike, what do you got here?
1: I'm taking Cincinnati. So I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Wow. Right? You're gonna take
0: Cincinnati. The guts on you. That That's what kind of brings you back in the folder. That's a great pick. Uh, but I get the Packers here.
1: <laughs> Good. Variety is the spice of life.
0: Uh, Lions-Vikings. This is a tougher game than I think a lot of people are going to give credit for here. I do think that the Vikings are just playing some strong football this year. They've been in every single game that they've played. Um, and they even played Mike Cleveland Browns very, very tough last week. Um, I think the Vikings find a way to do it at home. Uh, I'll say, skull.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm taking the Vikings in this one. I don't have much faith in the Lions, even if they were winning, they'd find a way to lose.
0: Well, that that's that's certainly uh, how I'm sure many Lions feel. Lions fans feel these days. Um, I do think that that's a much closer game, uh, but I had the Vikings pulling out by one score. Um, Steelers Broncos and what might be one of the most interesting matchup in this week. Um, Steelers, a lot of question marks around their season. Broncos sitting at three and one in their division ahead of the Kansas city chiefs. Okay. Uh, three-way tie for first, both of them, all all three teams ahead of the chiefs at three and one. Um, who do you have in this one? Broncos Steelers Steelers are at home at Heinz field.
1: Well, I mean, I, I do think the Broncos are a pretender where they are at three and one. However, Dave's been gone now for two weeks out looking for Ben Roethlisberger's dignity, and he hasn't found it yet. So I think the Broncos take this one.
0: (laughs) Man, he's not here to defend himself. We're just going to let him
1: have it. That's how it's going to be this week, Hike? Yeah, I got to take a dig at Pittsburgh. I mean, Colts and Pittsburgh are neck and neck with the same record right now. So it's like I got a competition going on. I got to chirp.
0: Well, I'll say this. This is a closer game than people are going to believe it to be. I think the Broncos are actually going to be ahead late in the fourth quarter. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I'll say this. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. I think the guy just really hasn't got a fair shake any place that he's gone so far. Uh, I I thought that he should have been the guy to stay and replace Drew Brees when he left because Teddy Bridgewater won all four games that he came in in succession uh, of Drew Brees that year when he hurt his uh, collarbone or shoulder. I can't remember what it was. So I think the Broncos are going to be up late in the fourth quarter. However, I think Heinz Field, the Terrible Towel, and that Pittsburgh defense all work together very well, uh, especially when playing at home. So I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers in this one. We go down to the next 1 o'clock matchup. Buccaneers at home against the Dolphins straight up here. I got TB12 and and the Brady boys, the Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay. This should be an easy one. Next
0: game, New Orleans
1: at Washington. Heiko, who do you like here? I am taking the football team in this one. I uh I like what they got going on and to be honest, New Orleans just hasn't I don't want to say they haven't done anything to impress me, they just haven't done anything. Like their offense is flat. Like absolutely flat. I don't I don't I don't know. They're just not interesting to watch and I think Washington just comes out, runs the ball, beats them up, wins the game.
0: Well, I don't like you right now for making that pick because I also had the Washington football team. I thought this was a pick that might gain me an extra point this week. Um, I like Ron Rivera and the way that he's coaching that team this year uh, with the Rivera strong fan base. They're they're really liking him there in Washington. Uh, I think the Washington football team finds a way to win this game at home. Uh, Their defense is a little bit underperforming, but it still has a ton of potential. Chase Young uh, from the Ohio State University, and I believe it's his second year after Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. Um, He is an incredible talent, and and he's going up against a Saints team um, that I don't feel like has had a lot of success running the football as they'd like to. Um, And I'm saying as they'd like to just because Alvin Kamara isn't getting those kind of 200-yard games or 170-yard games that you tend to see him get uh, both running and catching the football. Uh, I think Washington football team does find a way to win this at home. Uh, and I think their defense is going to be the reason. I think they're in um, crab eating. Uh, what's his name? I, I think they're in Jameis's face uh, all day long <laughs> and they're going to be knocking him down. Uh, they're going to be stealing his crab legs. There we go. That's the joke I was reaching for. I, was waiting uh, for, like, I think it's the crab leg joke, but I'm not 100%. I, I, I was trying to get there. Uh, Panthers, Eagles, Eagles on the road here. What do you got?
1: I'm taking the Panthers. Sam Darnold, uh, you want him to run the ball? He'll run the ball and get a couple touchdowns. You want him to throw the ball? He'll throw the ball and get a couple touchdowns. I mean, McCaffrey's hurt? He'll do it. No big deal. It's They're fascinating to watch.
0: I'm just not sold on the Eagles. I really don't buy what, what they're selling there. Um, I do like the Panthers. Uh, even without Christian McCaffrey, they have been finding ways to get it done, so I'll take the Panthers as well um titans jaguars uh this for me is probably the toilet bowl game of the week because i think the titans uh after losing a tough one of the jets last week are going to come absolutely rolling downhill behind big number 22 um and i think that this is a game where once he gets rolling you're finally going to start to see that pass offense whether or not julio jones plays Uh, And I hope that he does because he's on my fantasy team. But just for the sake of that offense, I hope that he plays anyways, because I'd like to see that offense get going uh, behind a quarterback in uh, Ryan Tannehill, who looked like he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league as of late. Uh, In these last few years, he's been doing an incredible job leading the Tennessee Titans. Mike Rabel doing a great job head coaching there. Jacksonville, Uh, crappy situation
1: with Urban Meyer. I got Tennessee on the road. See, I'm uh, I'm taking Jacksonville in this one. I'm thinking the, the, the guts voice, on you. I think I think the guy the team pulls together and comes out and wins. And this is either a throwing the coach under the bus that we could do this without him, or we did this to save his ass. I'm not sure which one it is, but I think Jacksonville wins.
0: Patriots, Texans, Patriots. Uh, excuse me, Texans, at home. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots here.
1: Yeah, I'm not reaching in this one at all. I think the Patriots should take this pretty handily. They were in that Sunday nighter, and I think that'll uh, leave a bad taste in their mouth.
0: Next game here that we have um, is Chicago versus uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders at home at the Death Star. Um, Chicago Bears, uh, Nagy, uh, Matt Nagy just coming out and saying that Justin Fields uh, will be the starter the rest of the way this season um, so justin fields now knowing that he's got the reins of that bears offense going on the road into vegas into the death star uh what do you got here
1: see just to uh, touch back on our conversation earlier on who we think the first coach to get fired is uh matt Nagy. <laughs> i think uh, after he came out earlier this week and said andy dalton's a starter when healthy and then he got called into the principal's office and said, "No, this is what you're saying." And now he said that Justin Fields is uh, the starter. Uh, here we are. I uh, I think uh, the Raiders win this one pretty handily, and uh, you know where we count down the the days until Matt Nagy's a free agent.
0: Well, you know what? He, I think he actually. In I think the Raiders win this game um, at home at Allegiant Stadium, but Matt Nagy might come out of this okay because if Andy Dalton comes in as a starter like he like he made him and you know the Bears underperform and then Andy Dalton gets hurt and Justin Fields comes in and does crappy, he can go you know "Oh, oh look uh he wasn't ready that's why I had Andy Dalton sitting or Andy Dalton starting but then if he you know starts Andy Dalton and Andy Dalton gets hurt. And then Justin Field comes in and he plays great. It's like, hey, he's playing great because they made him wait those couple of games so he can learn the system. So he really can't look bad here. And it might actually buy him next year. I think Dan Campbell's yeah. one of the first coaches to go um, with a couple of really bad fourth down calls in situations where you needed to take the points and he didn't take them. Um, if he continues to make calls like that throughout the remainder of this season, he is going to lose his job by the end of the year, I believe. Uh, but I do have the Raiders here. Moving on to uh, a game that uh, I am unhappily going to say um, the home team is favored here and you have my Cleveland Browns going on the road to uh, SoFi Stadium taking on the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored at home here. Uh, I'm taking my Browns on the road. Uh, I think that Baker has a bounce back performance after a week. What was it? 155 yard performance. Um, I, I think our running game gets going loud here. Um, I think that we do find a way to start stop that Chargers defense, which has been very good this year. Uh, but my Browns roll on the road here, taking a, uh, a road win.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm not going to agree. The uh, The Chargers offense, I mean, we asked where New Orleans offense went. Well, it's gone to the Chargers. That's, uh, that's I mean you you see austin eckler running around out there it's the same all, all the same looks you saw with kamara back in those days the saints it, it, i just don't i don't i don't know i think the chargers are gonna kind of overwhelm you and uh I, I think it's close i think it's like a 28 uh, 21 kind of game but i think the chargers win
0: uh we'll roll through these next couple ones quick because there, there's a matchup that i know we're going to spend a couple minutes talking on
1: uh cowboys giants
0: uh cowboys at home in 18 stadium i have the cowboys hike
1: okay i got the cowboys in this one
0: uh cardinals at home against the
1: 49ers who you got i'm taking the cardinals that's pretty
0: i'm right there with you which brings us to the next game that i wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about which is buffalo bills mafia goes on the road to arrowhead stadium one of the loudest stadiums in the national football league taking on the Kansas City Chiefs chiefs slightly favored at home this is a difficult game to pick um i know who i've got here hike i'm curious to
1: see what you have to say first i'm taking the bills bills by at least a touchdown after they got after they got beat by pittsburgh in week 1 they've just been and i'm not saying they've had like awesome competition but they've been hammering teams and that Kansas City is kind of struggling to keep their head above water some games, aside from last week. I, I, I think the Bills take this one. It's going to be a good game, though.
0: I am going to – at first I actually thought I was going to take Buffalo in this game, but because i got to get something over you this week, I'm going to take the Chiefs here, okay? <laughs> because one of us is going to do well and one of us is going to do terrible. It's going to mix it up, and I might lose my first place after this. But going into Arrowhead Stadium in a situation where that crowd is going to be super loud because they know their team needs it in this game, I don't. I, it could be a shootout. It might be one of the greatest offensive games you've ever seen in the history of the NFL if both of these teams come out firing. Uh, Tariq Hill's been, been pretty quiet. Travis Kelsey's probably still one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I know what I'm saying when I say that. He's a tight end, I'm aware. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. They still have Clyde Edwards-Alaire and a good corral of running backs back there to help them get the job done. And, oh, by the way, a guy named Andy Reid, who's become, I believe, the first or second – I think the first coach in NFL history, uh, if not the second, to win 100 games for two different franchises in the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I I like the Chiefs here. This is is two all-time great franchises for me that I have been closet fans of. You know, I I like the Bills back in the 90s, uh, you know, the Four Falls of Buffalo – um, you know the Chiefs going back to was it Super Bowl two winning that? Um, God, I had the name of the head coach being miked up is slipping my mind right now. Um, uh, but you got to keep matriculating the ball down the field. God, what was his name? I can't. Uh, is it oh. for? From... What's that? It wasn't for was it? No, no, no. Dick Vermeil was far later. Uh... Um, but whatever, I'll I'll find the guy's name in a few minutes. But I actually like the Chiefs at home here. Um. I just don't see that there's a way that they lose at home in a tough situation like that. Uh, what is it for Buffalo hike that, that's what are they going to do on the road? Who's gonna be the, the one or two guys there either offensively or defensively they're gonna make the difference for them in this game?
1: I think Buffalo likes being the underdog. I think they like going places where people are booing them. You know, I just—it's that Buffalo, the blue-collar mentality that the team plays with. I just—I think they like that. I think they like being booed. I think they like being the underdog. Uh, and to be honest, I think like any other game, Josh Allen just runs the show. I mean, Holmes has got the razzle dazzle, but Josh Allen's got the razzle dazzle. I mean, and and to be honest, Buffalo's receiving core is a little underrated. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is there. Cole Beasley that lunatic is there Dawson Knox had a hell of a game Last week at tight end They've got pretty two solid running backs Right now in Zach Moss and Singletary You know like that Offense is pretty well rounded And they're not you know, Not a lot of superstars they got Diggs you know what I mean they're Not not forgetting about Diggs but the rest of those guys Are kind of like lunch pail to work Kind of guys you know what I mean And that's come out we'll win And we'll move on and uh,
0: Hank Stram was the name of the coach that I couldn't come up with earlier. Coached against Lombardi in Super Bowl II. Hank Stram, keep trickling the ball down the field, fellas. Yeah,
1: uh,
0: I, I, great, I, great sound bites from Super Bowl Two. So final game of the week. Um, probably my least favorite team to talk about. Uh, and no, I'm not talking about the Colts. That's Baltimore Ravens. I don't care for them very much. But Colts go on the road uh, into Baltimore, taking on the Ravens in the Monday night matchup, Hike, who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to take old Baltimore over new Baltimore. And this one, I love when the Colts I are, I
0: significantly appreciate the way that you said that.
1: You like that one? I I just I love when the Colts play in Baltimore and win. Nothing makes me happier because the fans are always so shitty to the Colts when they're in, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. <laughs> But I just I like that like salt in the wound kind of thing and to be honest what well, we... you know this is probably in the history
0: of all-time shitty moves um I hate the Ravens and what Art model did to the Cleveland Browns franchises take the team there and win two Super Bowls. The only thing in my opinion that's even on that same page of crappy moves was, The Mayflower moving trucks moving the Baltimore Colts legitimately overnight to Indianapolis.
1: Like it's I never like growing up, I always like I heard that story and never really believed it. And then finally, I think NFL films had a documentary on it. I'm like, Jesus, this is this is banana sandwich like this actually happened.
0: Well, and, and here's another interesting fact about that. Because the Baltimore Colts do have a, a Super Bowl championship um, or an NFL championship, I don't know. I think it's a uh, Super Bowl championship. The Babe Ruth Museum in Baltimore um, it exists, and in the basement of the Babe Ruth Museum is the Baltimore Colts um, Lombardi Trophy sitting down there because the city of Baltimore owns it, and they had nowhere else to put it. So in the basement of the Babe Ruth Museum is the Baltimore Colts championship trophy.
1: That's awesome. That's a awesome just tidbit of sports knowledge.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> had to come up with something fun for this one.
1: I mean, I, I my only fun follow-up to that, I guess, is like Baltimore had one of the only American CFL teams in that like brief period where they had no NFL team.
0: Well, that's – they didn't have an NFL team when you moved overnight there, like. Um, right. so, you, so who you got here, you got new Baltimore, you got the Colts over the Ravens. Um, I've got the Ravens beating the Colts at home. I just, I don't know that the Colts are going to play consistently good football long enough in that game. You might get two, three quarters out of them. Um, but I just Lamar Jackson's a lot to handle that Baltimore defense is still one of the better defenses in the NFL. I don't care where they are statistically. I, you never want to play against the Baltimore Ravens defense. They're always difficult team to play. Well coached uh, by John Harbaugh. So that just about does it. We're about 45, 50 minutes into the episode. So for two guys, like, I think we did a pretty good job. What say you, brother?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this performance. I, uh, I think we, we carried it pretty well.
0: Well, uh, you know, and maybe if well, – let's check out the viewership on this afterwards. Maybe we just keep Dave off of it forever. No, I'm just kidding. We could never do that to Jim Prez. Um, So we'll wrap things up here. Hike, thank you so much for being here. What do you got going on this week?
1: Uh, not too much this week, actually. It's uh, Canadian Thanksgiving this weekend. so. Uh,
0: oh, happy everyone, holidays. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Everybody's got a long weekend up here. Um, uh, that's uh, that's it. It's, I think it's supposed to be adequate outside. I'm not going to say it's going to be spectacular. A little touch football, a little turkey, a couple pies.
0: Well, that sounds like a nice time. Uh, hopefully you guys and gals on that side of the border um, can enjoy yourselves. Um, so Justin Heichel, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you as always. Um, and we'll talk to you next
1: week. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be here. And uh, let's, uh, I'm excited to see how these picks shake out.
0: Oh, it's, it's going to be an exciting week because this is definitely going to be um, a week of movement. Uh, as far as our picks go, just at least between you and I, we'll see how Tyler ends up. We'll see how Dave ends up. He texted me. He said his picks are in. Um, so hopefully he's got those saved so that there's no more shenanigans the rest of the way. Um, as Mayfield of dreams, yours truly sits atop the standings, uh, holler your boy. Um, thank you so much to our sponsors. Um, the in the pocket segment is sponsored by sports center bar and grill. The is best sports bar five, five years in a row, two years, best wings. Um, down the road, okay. Pretty soon in a couple months, I think. Hike was telling me before the show, it's gonna be some voting opening up. We want to see Sports Center Bar and Grill get to six years in a row for the best sports bar and three years in a row for the best wings. So again, that's Sports Center Bar and Grill in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Thank you so much for being a sponsor as always. The in-the-pocket segments also sponsored by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Check out the tap room at Northern Superior Brewing. Check them out and find them on social media, Facebook and Instagram, as well as their website, northernsuperior.org, Northern Superior Brewing Company, where they are superior and it's a northern thing. I am this week's special host, E.J. Russell. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to um, like, follow, subscribe. Do, do everything you can to support us on the platform. Uh, the In the Pocket segment, of course, proud partner and podcast of The Game Entertainment and Media, or GEM for short. Again, I am EJ Russell. He is Justin Heichel. Thank you so much for joining us this week on In the Pocket. We will catch you all next week. See ya!